In the history of the Catholic Church, these 2019 years, our Lord gave to St. Peter and his successors, the popes, an incredible power to proclaim in matters of faith and morals certain truths. And there are gradations of those truths, the hierarchy of truths in our faith, some things more important than others. But when it comes to the use of that power in its extraordinary form, we call it the solemn magisterium, there are only two infallible dogma in the history of the Catholic Church, two infallible dogma proclaimed by the popes. The first, the Immaculate Conception, December the 8th, 1844. Pius IX had a vision of the Immaculate Conception. And then it was four years later that Bernadette experienced Our Lady at Lourdes when Mary said to her, I am the Immaculate Conception. It's probably the first time that a dream or vision of a Marian phenomenon preceded the actual apparition. Fascinating. The second infallible dogma is the Assumption. November the 1st, 1950, Pius XII also had a dream about the Virgin being assumed bodily and soul into heavenly glory. In the history of 2019 years, both infallible dogma do not relate directly to Jesus Christ. They are about Mary. This is fascinating. Now why? What's the wisdom, the intelligence behind this? That we should proclaim infallible dogma about a woman who is not even a god. Oh, I could understand if we had dogma about Jesus who is the God-man. And we have those creeds, and they are solemn. But the infallible dogma, as proclaimed in this power, refer to a woman, the mother of Jesus. And if Jesus is Lord and God, then Mary must be the mother of God. And so the church is taking great reverence to lift us up through Mary to understand the power and the grace of God that can do anything if we but accord our wills with his. So the two dogma are essential and they are about Mary and indirectly though and essentially also about Jesus. Why? Because if God were to save us from sin, he would have to do it not in an artificial way, not through technology, not through Twitter, not through Facebook or Instagram. Why? Because God doesn't have those items, by the way. God doesn't act artificially. No, he acts naturally. And so, since man and woman messed it up through Adam and Eve, it will take a new man and new woman to clean it up. Hence, Jesus and Mary are the new Adam and the new Eve, the cleanup committee. They, together, each in his, her way, working together as flip sides of the same coin. Jesus heads, Mary tails. Working together, grace and nature, to bring about a real salvation through a real body, 
a real blood, a real death, a real body and blood resurrection. It's keeping it real as only Catholic Christianity can. Body to body, blood to blood. Which is why the Immaculate Conception is essential. Because if Mary is with sin, she communicates a sinful human nature. So she is singular in the history of mankind, a woman, to bring human nature in its restored, perfect sense to a man, her son, who is also divine. Essential is the Immaculate Conception, Mary's conception. The second is the Assumption. Because she was the singular vessel of his humanity, she having received the prevenient grace of her Immaculate Conception now receives the prevenient grace of the resurrection. She does not die. In the Eastern Church, they speak of the Dormition. She slept into heaven. And these are very ancient dogmas or very ancient truths about Mary, even in the Eastern world. You go to Ephesus today, for example, Mary's house, the house of the Dormition. And even the Eastern world and Islamics will venerate the mother of the great prophet. And they have this great tradition that she was assumed into heaven or she slept into heaven. Fascinating. All of this is to show us that there is a dignity to human nature, that Mary is the one that secures that dignity by giving God that nature in Jesus. The only religion that speaks about truly a God who becomes man, not a man who becomes God, but a God who becomes man, not artificially, but through a woman. And these dogma are very important for us because what it tells us is that God can do great things for you. Using your nature, grace perfecting your nature, according your wills with his as did Mary, he can raise you up in this life and promise you the gift of life eternal. All this is the gift that God gives us in a variety of ways through Mary, the great intercessor, chief among the saints, first among all the created persons of our universe. And she is a woman. Fascinating. God so respects mankind that he becomes man. God so respects woman that he uses the woman to communicate the man, his nature. Book ends. Flip sides of the same coin. The dignity of man and woman is then illustrated in the dignity of Jesus and Mary, who become now the new Adam the new Eve, and promise us that gift of life eternal with her, with him, in the company of the angels and saints, behold the face of God forever. A great feast, a marvelous feast to reflect and celebrate our dignity of human nature in light of Mary, who gives it to Jesus. And finally then, every time we behold his body and blood on this altar of sacrifice, we can say, yes, my Lord and my God. And we can also say at the same time, with the assurance of faith, Son of God, Son of Mary. <laughs>